I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 394's After Show. <laughs> Do you think those ever sound good? I think people enjoy them. <laughs> Do they sound good? I don't necessarily think we are um, the uh, Philharmonic or a choir. I think I don't think Philharmonic is a choir. I think it's, a, it's an orchestra, um, which we're not that either. So I don't believe we are, uh, you know, we n- neither you or we're I not were music to their ears. You or I were in the Appleton Boys Choir, which was actually a relatively... Prominent, prominent uh, young men's choir mm. in the Midwest. Ooh, um, unfortunately, which, I didn't which, know about it, so really? couldn't have been that good. It, it, I mean, if they didn't have me and I didn't know about it, that's two strikes. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Appleton Boys Choir is a relatively prominent qu- uh, <laughs> choir in the Midwest, um, but huh. n- and where we grew up, and neither of you or neither you nor I were in it. Um, I must have so. missed my invite. So yeah, yes, I'm, I'm sure you did. We have <laughs> we have friends who are still in Appleton, who, Appleton whose kids are in the boy choir. Hmm. Yes. Uh, when am I no Sam longer a boy? His, Can I go back? His daughter loves the after show intro. Um, I'm j- I'm just saying, am I am I too old for this said I, choir? I'm sure you are. I bet you it is probably. I, I don't know the direct ages, but my guess is, you know, once you get into forty three stool mid teens, they probably. Hey boys, I'd like to join this choir. Mm. I don't have a good singing voice, but I'd like to join. Not creepy at all. <laughs> That's right. That's the line I like to hover on. Not, Not creepy, creepy at all. At all. Good. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. This is the after show, if it's not apparent. Sometimes we talk disc golf-related topics. Sometimes we don't. Uh, a little bit of everything in between. Largely, uh, you're here because, well, you want to hear if your name gets called for the giveaway on Patreon every single week. We have a Patreon giveaway if you support us at any level via the Patreon platform that instantly makes you eligible. So we have that. But then also, we love to field questions or comments or conversation pieces that come in from our chat, whether that's through the Facebook mechanism or even easier through the YouTube version. So if you've got something for us, please bring it up here and we could break it down or give you a line of BS uh, or both. So guitarist asks, do we know how much was raised in that hour that mm. was being matched for Paul's mom? No, I didn't. I didn't look at the beginning number. I didn't look at the, I don't have it open right now in front of me. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't have an idea of how much was Matt. I don't, I know it's gone up a couple hundred bucks um, is what I am seeing. I don't I know. I thought it was close to 2100 when we had talked about it and now it's at 2800 and it's, you know, the it is uh relatively and clearly some of this may be related to uh us we're, and our listeners and some are to... just absolutely uh other people that are seeing the link and details from other places. Well, we're but, going to take credit uh, for all of it. Yes, Jerry. I see. I'm going to call them out. Uh, a couple of the guys that I know for sure are related to uh uh, that are incredible smashies of ours, like Tim Quartz, Dan Harbeck, Ryan Pilcher, all guys that I know are for sure related to uh, us uh, watching, or they're watching us. Anonymous, that's definitely Anonymous is one of my good friends. <laughs> Chris Cobb. All of the anonymous people that are listed on there. But no, seriously, thank you to anyone, whether you came from our show or otherwise. We don't. The point is that we're seeing support uh, head over there to... Uh, 
Paul and Pete's um, mother and father, stepfather. So good to see. Thank you guys for that. All right. Let's take a look at what else is going out there on the boards, Dan. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. We appreciate the super chat chat here. A few of you have jumped in uh, to super chat to our podcast as well. Thank you. Has there anybody, uh, Randy Black asked the question, has there ever been any talk about replacing the Belton with Park de Family outside of New Orleans? NOLA early in the season would be a great atmosphere, especially incorporating a decent size metro market. Uh, if there has been, Randy, I'll just say we wouldn't probably know. Uh, Johnny and I, that is, probably wouldn't know. I don't know. I personally have not heard of that park or facility nope. or course. It, first of all, would certainly have to be championship caliber, uh, which it very well may be. I'm just not familiar with it. Um, so that would be the first step. And then the second step would be there would need to be a club and or organization there that's willing and wanting to run a silver series event. And then they would have to submit their request and application, so to speak, to do it. So, and I know we say it a lot, but a good course alone or even a good club alone aren't necessarily enough ingredients. You need a good course and a good club and the willingness to jump onto a tour in any capacity, run a major, run a uh, whatever. So all of those things would need to unfold and be part of it. So I can't, I can't, I don't know. Short answer is I don't know. Any special plans for show number 400? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, the answer is no. We have mm, no special says plans. you. We have no special plans I currently. I plan to kick you off. That's awesome. Just kidding. Uh, so let's let's do some math. What is this? 394. So 95, 96, 97 would be on on the April 5th. Oh, I don't like this new... How I don't like how the old calendar system works on uh, Microsoft or Windows 11. Uh, what did I just say? <laughs> Let's do that again. So 94, 95 is on the 20, would be next week. 96, 97, 98, 99, 400 would be on April 26th, which would be the couple of days leading into none other than the dynamic disopen. That would be the day before. Did they push that to? I don't know what day that even starts. I think anymore. it starts on Wednesday still. Wednesday is it four days still? Three days? I think it's four days. Four days sounds like a lot. Should be three. Did I say that out loud? Because it should be three. Yeah, we've said that a lot. But <laughs> that all the elite series should be three. But yet there's a there's a small push on the internet for all elite series to be four. Yeah, well that's silly. Uh, people are saying, in that, my opinion, you know, the, Drew Gibson was quote unquote the perfect example. For LVC because he shot so poorly day one, it gave him a chance to sure to, to to get back into it. Or I don't give a shit and you shoot well three days and you're done. I'm with like, you. Who says you deserve redemption? I'm with you. Like yeah, shoot well all three days. I I don't I don't know where where someone thinks. Well, if I shoot bad, I really should have the ch- says who? How do you deserve that? I'm with you. Yeah, I, 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 you know me. There, there could be a lot of arguments in a lot of different directions for why that's not one that I'm a fan of. To say, well, you can then have why? Why should you get an off day? Why should you get to shoot subpar golf, so to speak? I don't know who thinks you get to deserve. You deserve that. That should be uh, no, I, I built built in. Deserve, but it, okay. g- it gave him a chance. Sure. You know what? You could also do. You could shoot really, 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 really amazing the first two days, and then just maybe mail it in on the third day and just shoot kind of good. That's an idea. Mm-hmm. Shoot eleven hundred and eleven hundred, and on the third day, just shoot ten sixty. I bet you win. You could do that too. <laughs> Like, ah, okay. All right. I'm just, I'm just, I know, I know you're, just you're, you're just the messenger. What? What? <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger, Miller. Kim says, celebrate my birthday on show 400. Is that the 26th of April? That specific day? Your birthday? Because that would be amazing if it is. We would love it. Then we will have to have special plans. All right. Uh, Ray says, is there a deal? Is there a TV deal for DDO? Um, if there is, again, unfortunately, I hate to sound like a broken record. We're not privy to it. We wouldn't be privy to it. 
nobody trusts us with that kind of information. This, yeah, because we would out. spill the beans here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'd tell you everything. <laughs> Dan says, T-Dog needs an assistant probably. Uh, I'm not sure what that's for, but... You, um, is that what you're getting on the... Uh... On the 400th oh, yeah. show, you're getting an assistant. <laughs> uh, Tim also says, Hole 18 at the new Jones course for the DDO, DDO is easy ace, I hear. Yeah, isn't is that what McCabe did? Yeah, McCabe threw, uh, I believe it was uh, probably an Emac Truth. Oh, he would. Maybe it was an Emac Judge, but it uh, it wasn't, he, he rung it up, yeah. so to speak. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess I don't really care. I was going to say, uh, there, there's a final p- holes. Yeah. There's a push for final holes to be like game changing and whatever. And maybe that is, I mean, based on the green that I saw, it's a, you know, it's a tiered green. So it's, up. it's not Island though. Right. I, that's what I was going to say. I don't know if they're going to make it an Island. They might. Oh, so if you know, Island with a drop zone, that could be a game changer there. I don't know. Anybody know if it's an island? Seems like it's a little too long to be an island, no? I don't know. It's an island hole, says Tim. Okay. Yeah, I I haven't... I saw Emac throw the shot, and it was on my phone, and I didn't pay attention. I assumed that it was one of those ace thingies. We'll see. Razor Houses says, are the Packers going to be able to pay Devonta Adams what he is worth? explain to me this to answer that before as you answer this question this is gonna be fun explain to me this i saw something about Devontae adams but under the franchise tag yes what exactly is that clarification that's not just like a a nifty pat on the head or shoulders and says oh hey you're kind of our franchise no No. the franchise what's the stipulation with that my understanding is that every year a team can take their franchise tag and put it on a player rather than signing them to a contract. You get one, pl- I think you get one player that you can do that with. And, but you have to pay them whatever I believe market rate is for that position so, or, or top, whatever top market rate is or something. So if, if the Packers say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to franchise you because we, we can't make work on an agreement. We have to pay you, you know, $18 million this year, as opposed to maybe the 14 million we pay you in a long-term agreement. You get, I think you get top dollar. I don't, I've, I'm not 100% sure on how that, what the average is. I think it has to do with like the different positions and whatever. But they can, they can do that every year. There are, there are players that, have, that were franchised two or three years in a row. Well, Devonta Adams says, yeah, get bent. I won't play with that tag. What's the disadvantage to playing with that tag? Because he wants a longer, he potentially wants, he wants, wants a longer contract. Agreement. Yeah. And, okay. and, and they're saying it also makes it so no other team can claim you that year as opposed to just letting him be a free agent. Hmm. They get paid. So obviously he can turn it down at the position. Well, he can sit out if they franchise him and he decides he's not going to play, then he has to sit out. It's not like he can just be like, no, thanks guys. I'm going to go play somewhere else. Or you're, he, you just can't play. You're technically you're owned by the team at that point. And is he in his last year of, of contract with us? Is that, I believe he must be right. Yes. You can't just correct. You can't franchise otherwise he would him just, yeah. with a, while he's still under contract. Correct. So the, the argument is, and for those of you that don't know, we got Aaron Rodgers back. He's getting paid like $150 million over the next four or five years. Um, like the first three years, I think are guaranteed. And it, it's a little sticky, but uh, Devonte Adams is arguably not arguably. He's one of the top three receivers in the league. Hands down. You could make an argument about Cooper Cup uh, on the Rams. You could probably make an argument about, you know, you know Jefferson over in Minnesota, who's younger. Devontae Adams, I think, is 30 this year, maybe 31. Uh, so I, then I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What are they, what are like, what are they paying, like, I don't know, Rice or Moss these days? Are those guys I, I don't, I don't remember what Jerry Rice is getting paid <laughs> these days. Uh, I think I saw him on a commercial somewhere. So, uh, Okay, so not as much yeah. as Moss. He's doing well. Yeah, yes. Well, M- Moss is probably making quite a bit of money on ESPN <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay, those I, are my I know, guys. I know that's where he's at. Uh, all right. So uh, clearly, they would never. F- yeah. W- would you? Would you put a franchise? I mean, would you put a franchise tag on somebody you literally just want for the year, and it may or may not even be their final year, like an Aaron Rodgers, and just say maybe. Like, hey, we just really want you for one more year, and they may say, "Well, I'm probably good with just being here one more year." 
maybe most players want a long-term agreement because say you franchise him and he gets hurt this year and he's out. You know, he, he has now possibly ruined a career or maybe at least pushed back, you know, tens of millions of dollars. So that's the argument of, you know, why yeah, because you'd players, rather have the guaranteed contract rather have so that a, if he gets hurt. I get it. hundred percent. Jeez. Yeah. Do we need franchise tags in disc golf? I, I was just trying to think if I could get one. No, you can't. Uh, I don't know how I could how I would do that. The, the, this podcast wouldn't even franchise you. <laughs> That's how sad it is. <laughs> oh, okay. But maybe over at the Disc Golf Guy channel, yeah. could I franchise tag myself? Maybe I. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't see how a franchise tag would work in disc golf. So I'm going to say no. All right. Well, uh, either way. <laughs> either way. Uh, well, so that was some of the big news. And I know that we even cut away at one point or cut to our MPO action this weekend. And they were dis- weren't they discussing that the news had just come out about Tom Brady? Yes. So it was pretty funny that Around Paul was 17. I think Paul specifically was, you know, flipping through headlines and at one point then discovered the Tom Brady news. And then uh, everyone was kind of huddled around looking at that, which just proves what they're worried about with two holes left to play at our tournaments, which I think is awesome. If that's clearly there's a million ways people can let their mind wander into, you know, things that are either on the course or off the course. And, you know, a lot of players will tell you they're not necessarily looking at scores or they might be looking at scores of their friends. I think I see that a lot. A lot of our, especially in the MPO division, they're flipping through UDISC and they're seeing, oh, someone's nine down and they might be in 40th place, but oh, someone's nine down. And then the next thing you know, they're they're clicking for it to drill down and they're seeing, you know, the putts that they've made or whatever. That happens more than you'd probably even think out on the course, but Clearly, some players don't uh, don't pay any attention to it. Here, here's something I think I meant to bring up a week or two ago, and it's going to remain prevalent in a lot of ways. And I'm, I'm maybe I discussed it, maybe I didn't. The going to tournaments and watching everybody, I'm going to use the term refuse, refuse to do live scoring is becoming more and more of a problem every single week having now, groups refuse to do live scoring as in uh, you just you go to an event all four guys get to the to the tee i'm about to film them the tournament director has said in nine different places prior to the tournament at the tur- at the meeting and that day after just talking to them hey guys just so you know there's live scoring blah 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 you need to do this you need to do that and four players all just staring at each other i'm not doing it i'm not doing it i didn't bring my phone my phone's dead i'm not doing it I'm, I don't know if excited is quite the word. I'm interested to see if there's going at some point, and I know it's awkward, if there's going to be some clarification and or some type of structure or rule that gets played out. I don't know what that is, and I don't have a suggestion right now because I know there's a lot of variables to it, but I will tell you it is it is legitimately a thing, and I see it all the time. Well, I think there's, and it's funny because there's, Two levels to this. There's the UDISC live scoring, and then there's the PDGA live scoring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you know this or not, the UDISC live scoring isn't the official scoring of the Disc Golf Pro Tour. It's the official, or it's not the official. It is the public scoring so that everyone can go out and look. But you can also go out to PDGALive.com and see those scores as well. The PDGA Live scoring doesn't have the detailed scoring where you need to go, you know, putt, putt, drive, whatever. You, you put them in the circles and however that works. PDGA Live, you just put in a number. Mm-hmm. Two, three, four. I don't think as a player you should be allowed to not do that. Just like you, if if, the, if there's a, like, I guess the question is, if there's a scorecard handed to you, oop, here you go, Terry, there's four people's names on it. Can a player just be like, yeah, I'm not scoring this. I refuse to. I don't know if there's anything in the rules about that. Uh, there is uh, with regard to if I go to pdga.com slash rules, I'm going to type in. So if, if if a tournament director hands, now the, obviously there's all this stuff like, oh, my phone's dead. This, if a tournament director hands you a phone, it's charged up, has the PDGA scoring on it. 
and says, here, you get to start keeping score on PDGA Live, where you just have to put numbers in. I think that's one thing. UDISC is an entirely different beast because especially the fact that the live requires it and relies on it so heavily, it gets really frustrating for us when we saw this past weekend, there was one or two cards that the scoring wasn't being done till the end of the hole. Oh, uh, Yuli, where'd you go? You know, uh, off fairway, off fairway, off fairway, off fairway, circle two putt, circle one putt in. All right, cool. Well, that doesn't help the live scorers because when we cut to a player, we need to know what throw they're on. Mm-hmm. And if they're not doing it on the spot, that really hurts. Now, I don't know if a, if the players should be obligated to do that. Well, be- because you, especially like if you're in the middle of your of a hole, no, I, I don't think that should be a requirement personally. But the but the PDJ live is the official scoring and should be required. Yeah, and and just just for clarification folks, UDISC scoring is almost exclusively done via event volunteers. So just just to put that out there at the biggest events when UDISC scoring is done, it is almost always done and done by a volunteer scorekeeper. Uh, UDISC has worked really hard on that, and the Pro Tour has worked really hard on that throughout the last five, six years now. So when it gets done, that's how it's being done, and I want to make sure that's very clear. And I'm not necessarily referencing disc golf pro tour events right now when i'm saying that i've seen this as a problem it's been at some of the other events that i've been at and i just put a link in the chat and i'll just quickly read official rules of disc golf uh 808 scoring is the uh section and section the very first thing 808a says the player listed first bears primary responsibility for picking up the group scorecard b players in the group keep score proportionately Unless a player or scorekeeper volunteers to keep the score more than and well, unless they volunteer to keep score more and that is accepted, acceptable to all players in the group. So if somebody says, hey, guys, I'll do scoring for the whole round and everybody just agrees to that, then they can, which is usually my move. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier to cheat that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I, I never pro tip, folks. You want to cheat? You have to control the scorecard. Yes, it's much more difficult. That's right. Excuse me. Can I just write my score on there? (laughs) Did you turn around? I need to write my score. Close your eyes. Do you have? Excuse me. Do you have an eraser? (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, No. That that's usually the way I go, and I kind of picked that up from you way back when. It's just easier to keep track of the scores, and I know what's being done, and I trust it. Um, and and I'm a trusting guy. Trustable. Wink. Um. If I have the scorecard, especially if I have the scorecard in the beginning of the of the round, I just keep it. If I don't, I usually just keep it at some point whenever it gets handed to me because most players don't like to keep score. So if I'm the last person to get the scorecard or I'm the second, at that point, I just usually keep it unless something crazy is going on and I just absolutely don't want it for some reason. But that's such a that was such a rare occurrence. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I, I'm just telling you when there's a big rule change or hubbub or fist fight or something or all of the above that break out this year or in the next year or two, I, I can just see that there's a lot of people and, and we know there's plenty of people that are anxious to do it. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to do it. I, I'll gladly put those in, but there's also a lot of people that are like, nope, not doing it. And then there's been some awkward standoffs <laughs> this year where I'm watching four players, um, I'll say in MPO. I'm watching them just all kind of stare at each other until someone breaks. Like, I'll do it. But it's mm. there's been some awkward moments. I should start filming those. Yeah. And just call it awkward moments. Awkward moments. Four guys just like mm. And I and I, and again, it hasn't been long. I've already heard all the I didn't bring my phone. I don't bring my phone. Uh it's not charged. Um I don't have good service. <laughs> I've heard them all already. <laughs> And some of those are probably legit. Most mm-hmm. of them are BS, probably. But yeah. some are legit. So anyway, yeah, look for that to continue to be a thing. Uh, what's new in the in the world of... Have you been watching... What have you been watching, Johnny? Everybody needs to know. What? Oh, uh, <laughs> an Apple TV series called Physical. 
and uh, I, I actually com- uh, complained to Terry about this as, right as I got down here. So my wife turned it on, and I wasn't watching the first episode. I think halfway through it, I, I wandered into the, the living room, sat down on the couch a couple days ago, and it's a story about the early 80s, this woman who eventually creates a, I, I guess, I assume an empire of uh, VHS jazzercise videos. Mm. I like where this is going. And so it, it's kind of a comedy. She has, you know, she, she clearly has issues with, uh, <laughs> with food. You can tell um, it, it's, it's kind of strange, but my wife started watching it. So I, I got sucked into it. And then tonight um, I was a little sleepy. I worked out. I did whatever. I was like, I'm going to lay down on the couch and maybe take like a half hour nap before the prod for the podcast. So, you know, I'm nice and chipper up until whenever I'm up. And I lay down and she's she turns on the show. And now I'm thinking like, well, I want to watch this show. So now I'm not going to be able to take a nap. And it kind of annoyed me. And then she was watching it after I left. So she (laughs) says zero. She gives zero F's about whether or not I see this show. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to finish watching it. But it was decent. Nothing, uh, nothing spectacular. Nothing horrible. It was uh, it is what it is. So. yeah, Raised by Wolves season two is out. I need to get on that. So I watched season one. That's that. That's always good. Um, crazy and weird, and I don't know. So would I like it? No, absolutely not. Okay. You would hate it. Like you might think it's the worst thing you've ever watched. <laughs> wow. Honestly, okay. honestly, like that, that. Fair enough. I won't bother. No, don't. Do not bother. Uh, I had a chance quickly to, uh, I guess this is over the span of the last few events. I had to look them all up. Uh, I, I caught up with a couple more episodes of Space Force uh, on Netflix. I don't, I guess I didn't get all the way to the end of uh, season one, but I, I guess I am now and I enjoyed it. Did you ever watch that? I did not. It, it, it looked okay. It, yeah. Nothing I wanted to go out of my way to see. Yeah, it's it was all right. Uh did I I don't know if I ever got around to mentioning it that I also ended up watching a little bit of Murderville. Yes, I we watched the first four episodes of that. Okay. So that um, good. and one of those was that one of the episodes where they're going on and on about disc golf. Well there there was a frisbee. Wo- there there was no there was a woman who t- actually talked about disc yeah. golf. Uh, about how strong his the guy's wrists were, <laughs> yeah, uh, and that was the one with uh, Kumail Nanjiani, yeah, as the uh, as the guest host. And for those of you that don't know Murderville, it's based on a British TV show where there's there's a uh, everybody gets a script except for the guest star. The guest star goes onto the show and just has no idea what's going on <laughs> and kind of has to try to solve this murder. And I, I thought <laughs> I liked the Kumail one; that was good. Mm-hmm. The uh, Mark Sean Lynch one I thought was very funny too, just because <laughs> yeah. he's so he's so such an odd guy. And I think those were I think that was the last one I watched was the Kumail one. So okay, uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm about as far as you are. And then I did watch uh, the Doc and Teal story and tell story. I started watching a little bit of that. I think I'm actually as as much as they've released. Maybe you guys know more than I do. Uh, the Don't Trust Bhagavan, I think, is the third and uh, final one of of those episodes. I don't know if there's any more or not, but I'm caught up through there. So those are all things that I had consumed. I guess I'm a little behind on anything else um, with a little bit of my travels, but Okay, yeah, that's all I've seen. I don't see anything else. I have migrated. <laughs> this is so so minor. Um, I migrated the podcasting app that I use from Overcast to back to Pocket Casts. Oh, so, I see. I'm still OG Pocket Casts, and I still don't listen to anything. I know. Uh, why did you? Why did you? So I, I moved away a couple years ago because Pocket Casts was bought by NPR. Mm. And they had Can't support those bastards. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> no, they, they actually like they started putting ads into podcasts. Oh, how dare so, them. So I, I'm not going to listen. Like if a, if a podcast wants to put an ad in, that's one thing they're getting paid for that. OK, I feel like if your if your app company is going to put an ad into it and the podcast doesn't see anything. I, I, I didn't like that. So I was like, I'm going to go to Overcast, which is a small company made. Um, uh, podcasting app by I believe Marco Arment, who's made a couple other apps, very very big in the Apple community, whatever. And I I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I always liked Pocket Cast a little bit better. So I was eh, whatever. I didn't realize that Pocket Cast was bought 
like two years ago now by um, a company called Automatic. Now, Automatic is owned and run by a guy by the name of Matt Mullenweg who created WordPress mm. and is one of the he also they also bought Tumblr, the uh, blogging app, so to speak. And it's one of uh, I used to follow his his name was Photomat way, 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 way back, like right after he created WordPress. I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. He created this thing. Well, clearly WordPress now runs. I think I last heard 42 percent of the websites on the Internet and just a phenomenal company, very good for open internet type standards, all that open source stuff, whatever. And so I found out that they recently that they bought pocket Casts, So I was like, well, I'm going to support them. So I went back to pocket casts because <laughs> it's a company. It's a company behind the scenes that I trust that isn't going to screw with people or throw in extra ads or whatever, which is funny because I heard NPR bought pocket casts and they ended up like the first year they ended up losing like $800,000 based on all this other stuff. So I don't know how, automatic is, has been paying for it for the last two years but anyway pocket casts i'm back on it i like it i'm glad i never left now i know i'm glad <laughs> yeah well you know but again you probably haven't listened to a podcast on pocket casts in two years uh that's probably about accurate yeah very much so yeah uh, and i did have the paid version of pocket casts a few years ago and i i went away from it so and i did pay for the overcast i think it was like it's like four bucks a month or, or four bucks a year or something Okay, uh, let's scroll down. Did you guys discuss Barsby yet? Turned ankle. Honestly, I I don't know of any of the details. Uh, again, I was in Ben for the weekend. I had a, the pleasure of being with uh, Nate and Nate, and then along with Val. And so, anything that was related to Greg Barsby, I did not see, other than the fact I think there was a DNF. Correct. I had heard he at had some point taken a fall. Okay. Hurt himself. Like I don't know if it was an ankle or what. Okay. That was what I had heard. I don't know how accurate that is. Um, but you know, when, what's, why be accurate now? Honestly, we, we're almost 400 episodes in and it yeah, hasn't helped us make yet. Stuff up. So correct. So that, that is, that is what I had heard. So hopefully he's fine. Oh, I man. heard a cobra bit of Ooh. in the calf. Mm. So it, if he was limping, it was a lot like a, a, a turned ankle, but it was a cobra bite to the calf. Cobra bite. Really? Yes. Yes. Something uh. like that. He's okay, though. Okay. Ryan says, uh, Ray, when Conan, he forced to eat the food sauce, cracking up. Okay. First three seasons of Rest Development are going off next Netflix. Somewhere, somewhere, that's okay. Because somewhere I have the DVD of the first three seasons, uh, first couple of seasons. So I'll just plug in, you know, those DVDs. That's funny that it's that it's going off of Netflix, considering I think Netflix paid for the fourth season. So I wonder where the other one, where the other... They, they're going to show up somewhere. They're going to pop up on some streaming app. I just don't know what it is. So, okay, maybe paid version. Yes, uh, Linux since 1998. I like it, Carney. <laughs> Ray's, Ray's Carney says, says I've been using Linux since 1998. <laughs> Ray comes back says, "Geez, Carney, save some of the ladies for the rest of us." <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I, we're talking operating uh, systems talk, here. We're talking OSs. I, I, yeah. my, my first exposure to the uh, to the Unix operating system was uh, was when I was in high school back yeah. in like '94 when my when my cousin had it and I didn't understand it because I was a Windows guy and so I never really got into it. But that was yeah. that was my first exposure to the Unix operating system. That's where all the best emails were. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, that was that was Pine. Oh. We had Pine email system back in the day. So, either way. Um, yeah, is there anything else going on outside of the disc golf community that we should be concerned with? Outside of the disc golf well, community? Well, inside or outside of the disc golf community. So, and, and obviously this, this would not have been appropriate to talk with with our guest tonight, with Valerie, but is there any sort of worry that should be happening um, about Kona's performances yet, or are we just kind of, are, are is should everyone be fine? Because Kona was the quote unquote the big signing in the off season, and she struggled the first two events. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, just like we've seen, kind of Evelina struggle as well with her putting. I think 
I went back and looked at the stats. Even had Kona, even if Kona had hit every circle one putt, okay, I don't think she still would have cashed. So I, I, I kind of feel like as much as people like to kind of harp on her her putting issues, I, I don't necessarily know if, if that was the problem. If that weekend. was the problem this weekend, or if it was more of a cascade. I, I don't know if she hit any circle two putts. I, I didn't. I didn't dig that much into it, but um, I, I saw fifty percent for one round. I could probably dig up the stats, but I'm too lazy. Sure, but anyway, uh, we we saw her have a struggle, and I know my answer right now. But do you see there being any sort of worry at all? No, I. I mean, first of all, we all know that's an incredibly tough course. I mean, are you going to say the same of Paul Uliberry? Um, You know, you you can have an off weekend. I, I mean. It's obvious she's got the skills. I mean, you don't win at that course by 12 strokes last year uh, if you're not skilled. It's just it's just not possible. And so this year was seeing her not quite dialed in. To me, it's just it's time. It's a matter of time. How long um, before she gets dialed in, I think, is the is the question that needs to get answered. But right now I'm. I'm good with a lot in the time. We know some people can pick up some discs and they're ready to go. And it don't, you know, you might as well wipe the stamp. You have no idea what the disc is, but you're just throwing it and it's, it's all second nature to you. And it's really no big deal switching molds or manufacturers or whatever. Kona may not have that uh, luxury, so to speak. And therefore she's still working on getting herself dialed in. Now, can we have this conversation if she feels like she gives it 110% for the whole year and then it's October and she hasn't cashed? Well, then, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then there's some legitimate harping and reassessment that needs to happen. But right now, two events in, I, I don't know that I'm 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 not concerned at all. And I'm with you. I'm not concerned. At, I'm not concerned either. I don't know what's in Kona's head right now as far as whether she's concerned or not. Um but I don't feel like if I'm DD, I don't feel like there's cause for concern. No. Yet. I mean, and the worst thing they could do is call her up. And I mean, they could call her up and say, hey, you know, is there anything we can help you with? How are you doing that? That I think feels very appropriate. But to, to call her up and give her any kind of, uh, you know, criticism or heat or pressure is, no. is just clearly not what they're going to do, nor should they. Nor and should they wouldn't. They. EMAC knows better than that. He's, yeah. I mean, and I don't not. think any sponsor would do that right now. If they are, Correct. they're not a not a super duper sponsor that's for sure so yeah just give her some time to breathe i maybe you know and i don't think you have to truly wait till the end of the year but 60 more days uh i feel like you know and I, these are kind of arbitrary numbers on my end but yeah give her another 60 days another two months of golf and then take a take a you know maybe a steadfast look at what's going on and and if there seems to be some major struggle still then then she's probably going to be questioning what's happening and, and what she needs to be doing. But she's, she's skilled just like all of our professionals are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think things will get, I think things will get themselves worked out. And, you know, I know there's a lot of criticism and challenge around uh, some of the putting woes that we've seen by Evelina, um, you know, and, and that's not to be mean spirited of course at all, but we saw some of that at, uh, at the memorials on some of my coverage. And then we also saw some of that unfold during primarily during round two at, uh, at Waco this weekend. Um, yeah. And, and that's obviously just some form of mental disconnect. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it gets remedied. I don't know if, she, if, if she feels like, you know, I, you think back to Tin Cup and he, you know, tells you to, and yeah, he tells you to take all your change and, out and, you know, do all this other stuff just to change it up. Is is it have something to do with her release, her hyzer putt, the the overall way that it comes out? I can't answer any of those questions and and how anyone gets over um, that l- lack of confidence that now has probably been instilled in her. I mean, I certainly feel bad for her. I feel bad for anyone that you know, falls upon some of those putting woes or yips or, or lack of confidence. I don't know what the answer is. Kristen Tatar told me though, she said she doesn't think the internet is going to help. (laughs) She said, she said at the memorial, she said, thank you for everyone pointing it out. 
and that, uh, you know, everyone has all these, you know, brilliant ideas. And she said, oh, you know, that's so good. I could go out to the Internet and they'll tell us. Again, that's part of the reason why I, I don't have the answer. I don't know what it is. Clearly, she knows. <laughs> of course, you could see how frustrated she was getting and how disappointed she was in some of her putts. Uh, as far as Evelina, I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't really see Kona this weekend, so I can't say anything about Kona. Um, Evelina, you saw her disappointment. You saw the frustration that she had from strictly a sports perspective. I think maybe you you strip down everything you know and go to like some real basic form. I think maybe just give that a shot. That would be my idea. Just try, you know, just go out there and just drain 15 footers and find a differently than whatever different way than you're doing it now. So if she's putting with a hyzer putt, try spin putt. Just just mix it up for for one tournament. And try to get whatever it is that's in your head out of your head and and and, and move on from there. But I, I, I'm not a sports psychologist. I, I was I just going to repeat that. Yeah, yeah. I, nor I, I am I. Know. So I have because if she's airballing those, then I, I don't know. I don't know what the right yeah, answer I, is. I, think I have she'll not get it coached together. anyone to a world title, so I'm not about to uh, give but any. But you haven't tried either. <laughs> I haven't tried, but I'm not about to try and give anyone advice uh, as to that. I just, yeah. I, 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 whatever it is, I just hope for her sake and for the sport's sake, she gets it figured out. That's, yeah, because if she can get her putting on, she, uh, yeah, clearly, yeah, her, her tee to green is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, well, we'll see. So, um, somebody asked earlier with regard to, and I've, I've seen this question a couple times with regard to, uh, Ukraine and Russia and traveling plans. And I'm going to just speak for what I know, which is that I haven't been informed or heard anything, whether that was at the memorial and then I was not on site at Waco, but I haven't seen or heard of anything uh, of the players discussing. Now that's not to say the conversations aren't happening, but there's nothing that's been, I'll say loud enough that it's been within my purview or understanding or hearing of any change of plans with regard to our players. Obviously things can get changed up and some of that could get altered, but I haven't heard anything of that nature and I'm sure people will just continue to watch and, and do what they feel is safest or best for them. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen over in, uh, Western Europe for, with Ukraine and Russia. Um, I, I, I have a slight worry about the European open in that mm-hmm. if, if things get much worse, that maybe a bunch of our pros kind of just take a step back and say, I don't think I need to be that close. I don't sure. think I need to be in Europe during what appears to be some sort of possible war. Um, and whether the European open would happen or not but that's months away and i don't necessarily at this point right now i don't see that happening i think i give it like a 10 percent chance mm. but i think even that might be because it's in what mid-june late june yeah that's what i was just looking at oh, it's in july july 21st there yeah the 20 july 21st through the 24th so i mean things could be all hunky-dory by then we could be you know best buddies with russia <laughs> uh i yeah i i don't know i don't know what uh what's going to happen or what's going on so i'm i don't have a crystal ball unfortunately for yeah. world relationships what good are you i'm much more comfortable speculating on disc golf futures than i am uh you know western european politics yeah, well, you know, you're not worth anything then. So Carney Shill says, I'm boycotting Tetris right now. Well, that's just silly. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's like the best, one of the best games of all time. And the guy who invented that, just because he was Russian, I think I think Russia, there's a whole story behind that. There might even be a whole documentary about the history of Tetris. I thought I heard something how, like, basically Russia more or less took that from him or something. So I don't know. That could be... An old wives' tale. 
All right, Johnny, let's give something away. Why don't we start let's there? Give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Okay. 182 people eligible for this week's Patreon giveaway. And like guess like we had said earlier, if you want to be eligible, you can go to patreon.com slash smashbox TV. And for any amount that you donate, you'll be entered into our weekly giveaway this week we're going to be giving away a disc member box which is not over here it's actually upstairs it's sitting on my dryer right now okay. anyway it's a little bit slightly thicker box than normal Ooh, so i don't know what's I like in them there thick. if you're a thicky thicky thick box you know that it's on you know Thank that you. it's on you know i made <laughs> i thought what was a really good iced tea hustler joke mm in the in the uh control room this weekend oh and i'm sure that went over like a lead balloon oh like a lead balloon not one person because somebody had said how someone was hustling and and i was like i was like like ice tea hustler and nobody said anything and i, and I even said out loud i'm like you know what guys terry would have laughed at that <laughs> yeah i would have h-u-s-t-l yeah hustler um and i felt I really felt my age. I was just going to so, say you were. Um, I'm I'm ten years older than probably everybody in that control room. I don't know how old, how old is Gary. Thirty three, thirty four, something like that. So like that. Yeah, I'm ten years older than everybody in that damn control room. Oh gosh, I'm old. So you anyway, are. 182 people eligible for this week's Patreon giveaway, and we are going to give something away. I have sorted these by email address, reverse order. Dang. So start with the Z's. Number one is going to be Zookeeper. <laughs> uh, zoom zoom nope it's zach pagic oh zach longtime supporter so yeah, i'm gonna so just he, give he's, a he's big the, old shout out regardless yes, thank you zach a, we appreciate that most certainly so terry what in the world i mean this was this was the first win by valerie on the elite series disc golf pro tour whatever in that category. So we're going to go ahead and say the very first number generated. First number generated. The first number generated is Holy 16. Wow, this is going to be a. It's going to be a. www.www <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, number 16. I feel like she just went, she, just won. Juliana she, Schick. Yeah, she just won like two weeks ago. Okay, so. we're not going to give. Sorry, Juliana. Sorry, Juliana. <laughs> you literally just won. Two I don't even weeks think she ago. got her box from last she time. She hasn't yet. gotten it yet. So you know what we're going to do? We're going <laughs> to ouch. We're going to draw another number. I'm sorry. That's just too soon. Too soon, bro. Too soon. We're going to do another one. So the next number is. And I know her personally, and uh, she would say, "Let's spread the love around." So thanks, Juliana. Thanks, Juliana. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I knew we just get so this one is uh Christian Bengston. So congratulations, Kristen Bengston. Who's love it? Whose email address starts with disc golf. Uh, clever. I know. So that we're we're into the D's. Uh all right. So congratulations, Christian. We will get we will uh, reach out to you and we'll figure out how we can get this uh dismember box to you yes and we don't have your address so. yes we'll do that and again we appreciate it and uh I'll, i'm gonna send another shout out thank you very much juliana for yes being so you. kind I'm, and i'm sorry i made the call but you just won like, <laughs> i think ago. literally two weeks ago i think it was that's what made me like i was like uh i kind of i was looking at you and i was thinking or i'm not looking but i kind of know you were looking at it and i'm like i think she just won yeah that sounds very familiar so anyway <laughs> someone says just send her a smashed box with nothing, nothing in it <laughs> congratulations no, she's an active listener now you now you just outed us we know she knows no she knows she knows uh so we appreciate it and uh thank you to both of you and i think i'm in a good position to get a little bit caught up i know that i've been gone for a couple of weeks so yeah. now is a good time for me to get caught up before i hit the road yet again um i know and i've got something for you to send out oh so that's great. wow i can't wait what the chris be... dickerson original buzzes the esp super swirly buzz with the robot chicken stamp that somebody won on skip ace dang so i need to i need you to send that out to uh, a viewer once i get his uh, information he sent it to me and i just been sitting on it because you've been kind of gone for <laughs> yep a little I, while 
And you're you're my shipper. I was just so. gonna say I'm, <laughs> I'm your only access to the post office. Well, you're my, I understand you're that. my only access to disc in a box. <laughs> That's so true. I need to make sure. He, I mean, we could set you up box. with a hundred pack. I could get you into mm. a sweet set of those today. Could you? I could. <laughs> All right. Um, if if we don't have anything else from the from the group, we can go ahead and call it. We uh, we'll give me a few more minutes tonight. here. If you don't have, uh, if you got a question or insight or something you need for us to discuss, if not, we can. Uh, we can wrap things up as we appreciate you guys for joining us here tonight. Next week I'll be a year older. So, Oh geez. What is it? The 16th. So yeah, a couple days. Sunday. Jeez. I know. I get, f- I get to do a broadcast the entire day. On Just my think birthday. about it. You're going to be 44. I know. It's not feel so old. The seem to sound so old. It kind of does, but it's not. I don't feel old yet. That's all that matters. Mm, no, it's not. That's what they say. That was wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it doesn't look like anyone else has uh, stuff to chime in with. So, Tim, we appreciate it. Carney, yes, born in the same hole as the pole hole. What? 70, is that technically 76? Or was that the first year of the PDGA? Uh, if Terry sold his disc stash, he'd probably be retired. Ah. I'd have to sell them, and that I don't like any of that idea. First of all, I, yeah, that's true, and no, I don't think you, I don't think you could retire on that. Well, you could, but not. And plus, I, I can I ever retire? No. What would retirement look like for me? I don't know exactly. Me either. So don't count on it anytime soon. You guys are stuck with me. <laughs> okay. All right, we're gonna close it out. I can cut that last part out. Please do. Uh, we're going to close it out. We want to thank you guys for joining us in the after show. Thank you so much uh, for all of our passionate smashies that tune in or you really don't care for it and you just want to see if your name's called and then skip so we can go to the next name. That works as well. So thank you, Christian, for your, uh, your support here tonight. We're going to get some stuff to you. For Johnny V and myself, Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy, bless you. We will see you next week for Smashbox Podcast 395. Yet another step closer to that very sensible 400. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're sneezing away here. We'll see you next week when you step inside the smash box. The sneeze sneeze box. box. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.